Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical to manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine woo-woo and work ethic, strategy and manifestation, then stay tuned. This is for you. Hi everyone. I hope you are having an incredible day. I'm so excited for this episode because I guess I identify as an extroverted introvert. Like, I'm very outgoing and I like being around people, but I definitely need a lot of time alone to recharge. And this also comes from being like an Aquarius and <laughs> being a projector in human design. If you don't know about human design, projectors are really here to guide people but we also don't have a defined sacral so that means that we don't generate our own energy so having an open center means you take in the energy of people around you and you amplify it back so we really get confused because so many of us think that we're supposed to be doing all the things and hustling and working really hard but that's not what projectors are here to do projectors are ideally meant to work three to four hours a day and our work is not like the kind of variety where you like down in the trenches like hustling to get things done like we're really here to learn and grow and show the collective where they need to go when we're invited to do so when we're recognized for our gifts and i think a lot of people who are introverts are probably projectors as well you can look this up by looking up your human design but We're not talking about human design in this episode, but I think it's worth mentioning because it really shows us how like we are perfect exactly as we are before the conditioning. And I know being an introvert, sometimes I felt really resentful because I just, I feel like there's a lot of pressure in our society to keep up. And when we burn out, we're like, there's something wrong with me. But the thing is, is there's nothing wrong with you. You are perfect the way you are. You just need to learn to work within your design and like within your strengths. And me and Emma Louise go into this on the episode about like, what are some innate strengths that introverts have that maybe extroverts don't? So knowing that you exactly as you are is perfect in your everything you need to be. So I'm really excited to get into this episode. Episode, so let's press play. So welcome to the show, everyone. Today I'm speaking with Emma Louise Parks, and she's a business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much for having me. Do you want to first start by telling everyone what's your morning ritual? Oh, so my morning ritual, it changes with the seasons because I'm in the UK and our weather is quite different at different times of year. So my summer morning ritual is literally up, exercise clothes on, coffee made into the carry cup out of the door. And I do about a two mile walk down to the beach. I live really near the beach, do a two mile walk. So no tech, no listening to anything, just walk with my coffee get back home, shower, mindset work, and start the day. Love that. And oh, what were you going to say? But in the winter, I, I don't tend to do the walk <laughs> because it's so cold. Yeah, totally. I know what that's like. I mean, I'm from Canada originally, and normally here, I'm always like up in the morning, want to go for a walk. And then when I go back there, I'm like, it's not really the same. 
it's not it's definitely not but the coffee stays and the mindset work always stays first thing yeah absolutely and what kind of mindset work do you normally do so I have a list actually I wrote myself a list because I realized that either I would get stuck in a rut of doing the same things over and over again or you know sometimes you just need that inspiration and you're like I don't want to make a decision. I just want to pick something. So journaling is always a staple. That's always there. I use the ThinkUp app for affirmations. Have you used this? No, tell me about it. It's amazing. So it's an app on my phone and you can record yourself saying affirmations that feel good to you. And then you can play them at a really low level like Spotify and Apple Music and you play them over and over again so they're subliminally getting into your mind in your own voice which is obviously great for your subconscious oh my god I absolutely love that I need to go check this out it's great it's really good so sometimes that could be my mindset work you know I could be reading a book and I'll just have that on next to me I also do a lot of EFT because that's something that I do with my clients so I'll do my own tapping routine for mindset as well Amazing. And so tell us about how you got to where you are today. Like, what's your journey been to get here? Oh, okay. So my journey was quite crazy. I started my career as an air traffic controller. So I did that for 17 years. And for 10 of those years, I was also an instructor. So I trained the newly recruited air traffic controllers. And what I realized with that is not only was I teaching them the actual techniques and skills that they needed to control airplanes and and keep the sky safe. But so much of it was confidence and resilience and being able to stay calm in a crisis. And it was really mindset. And what I noticed over that time, I mean, I trained, you know, probably spent thousands of hours training them was that the people that actually succeeded and qualified had the best mindset and everyone that got to the stage of being trained by me, they, you know, they'd already been through big selection process. They'd been through years of training at college. They all had the ability to do the job. They all knew the rules. They all had the skills. They'd, they'd proven that. But the biggest differentiator, and only about 40% of people passed, the biggest differentiator was mindset. Amazing. <laughs> that makes so, so I much be- sense. So much sense because people would sit there and they would have all of this ability and, you know, totally could do the job, had the skills down. But if they didn't believe they could do it or they didn't have the confidence to make a decision, then they they couldn't do it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, what do you think the biggest, I guess, like the people who succeeded and were the most confident, like what were some of the things that really worked for them and supported them being like that? So one of the biggest things that I noticed quite early on was the use of language. And this is why I got really interested in language and went on to do my NLP, which was the first start of my, of my coaching journey. Because the people that were really confident would say, oh, well, when I qualify. And the people that weren't so confident would say, oh, if I qualify. And that was a really big marker as to whether they would or not, just the use of their own language. Yeah, that's powerful because it's so true. You're already like setting your mind up to believe that you're going to do it or you're not going to do it just from like that little simple word. And it's like, it sounds so simple, but it makes a huge difference. 
exactly just just one word and also the because obviously it's quite an intimidating thing you're training on live airplanes mm-hmm. and some someone is training you that's qualified and they have the ability to override you at any moment but they sat there they're judging every decision that you make mm-hmm. and obviously as instructors we have to be really critical because if someone makes a mistake it has safety implications mm-hmm. so that's another mindset thing some people could really disassociate between the criticism of oh I you know I didn't do that well I need to change how I operate whereas some people would go I did that wrong I'm stupid I'm never going to do that so I think it was really that difference about whether whether you made it about you as a person or whether you could separate from that and say okay I just need to improve the way I do this job Mm, yeah absolutely it's like how Brene Brown talks about like the difference between guilt and shame is like one like is like I did a bad thing and the other is like I am bad hundred <laughs> yeah, percent how you identify or, mm. or whether you just accept you know and I think that's really important and it, that's something that I really talk to my clients about a lot now because I find as introverts they can be a little bit scared about following up with people after sales mm. calls or you know asking for a sale because they make it mean something about them like it doesn't mean if this person says no that doesn't mean anything about you or your offer or it just means that that person isn't the right person to work with you Mm, yeah totally and what are some of the other things you see come up a lot for introverts in business where maybe like they feel like are kind of sticking points compared to someone who's more extroverted social media is a huge one and that was a huge one for me when I started my online journey because I think we just feel sometimes like we're shouting really loud, but the extroverts are all shouting even louder. And it can be really, I think, when you have a product that you really believe in or a service that you care about and you want to get the message out there to people, I do see a lot of introverts get really disheartened because they feel like, well, there's some big extrovert guru coach, you know, paying to run ads and, and they're getting all the business because they're just shouting louder. Mm-hmm. And I have this, you know, heart-centered business and I really want to help these people, but they can't hear me because I'm quiet and small. Yeah, totally. And like, what advice would you give them? Like, how can they start working through this? You know, it's kind of old advice, but just start like that first step is always the hardest. So I remember, you know, I didn't want to show my face on social media. I didn't want to go on video. You know, now I'll just be like, oh, I feel like going live. Let's just hop on. Mm-hmm. And it's always harder. I, I had discussion about someone with this today. Like the first time you do something, it feels so hard because it's uncomfortable. And then when you've done it 40 times, you don't even think about it. It's just mm-hmm. part of your daily routine. Yeah, totally. Like it's like that practice builds the confidence and you just have to be willing to like just start somewhere and willing to put out like, I think in writing they call it like your shitty first draft or whatever, just willing to put it out and let (laughs) it be what it is and know that the next one will be better. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I say, you, you just, just go and do it and it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm. You know, introverts have a lot of perfectionism. We like to get things completely, you know, planned and researched and, and, you know, gold standard before we even put it out to the world but that holds so many of them back and I'm like no just just do it just go do the video Mm. and then it's done and it's not going to feel like that every time it's going to get easier and easier Mm, yeah totally and I think a lot of the time if you are more introverted you assume that like extroverts maybe have it like easier in business but do you think there's anything that like introverts have as like an innate strength in their business being an introvert oh so many things and 
this is what I try to do with my clients is remind them of that and really, really bring it out of them. Their ability to listen is one of the strongest things that you will have, especially if they're in a coaching business. The ability to just take in little bits of information, you know, the nuances and the, and the subtleties that can sometimes get missed. That means that you can connect with your clients on such a deeper level. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think so much of like, not just coaching, but like sales also is about listening to people. It's like, what do they want? Like, what do they actually need? And I think everyone is really tired of the people who just show up in your DMs and they're like, hey, do you want this thing? And you're like, no, I've never even spoken to you before. Like, why do you think I would want it? So... I really hate that as well. I hate it when it's like, oh, you need this. Mm. Like, we think this would really work for you. I'm like, you don't know anything about me. Exactly. Like, it's like, you don't even know me. You don't know, like, or I hate it when they do it and they're not even following you. And you're like, well, you, you clearly don't know who I am, what I do. And you're trying to tell me this thing is right for me. But like, does this work for anyone? Have you gotten anyone from doing this? I, I just think they must send it to like, a thousand people in a day and maybe one person, one person. and yeah. like that that's a win but i had this the other day it was like hey girl so like <laughs> you, you haven't even bothered to look what my name is and then it's like love your content but you don't follow me and you haven't liked or commented on anything. and i think it's that superficialness that a lot of my clients find really hard to deal with in the online space yeah 100 percent, because it's like I think even with social media, it's like your energy comes through. And so it's like your mm. energy is saying that you haven't taken the time to actually look into like who I am and like what I do and see if it really is a fit for us to like connect together. So yeah, social media is an interesting place. <laughs> Isn't it just, <laughs> it's like, um, it's such a gift. It's such a gift of it's free and we can connect globally and you can really, you know, you've got hashtags. So if you can narrow down, you can really find your people and it is a gift in that way. But I think it brings its own challenges as well. Oh my God, absolutely. And so for people who don't know, like what is an empath and how would this affect how you run your business? So an empath is someone who really absorbs other people's energy and emotions and quite often people can be empaths and not even realize it. I've got a very good friend who's an extrovert, but she has definite empath tendencies. And until I started talking about it in my content, she hadn't really, she hadn't really recognized. But the, the biggest thing there is that we can be feeling emotions and, you know, that can be excitement or we can be drained or we can feel sad and really not understand why. And it's just a projection of other people's emotions that we really absorb like a sponge. Yeah, absolutely. I think that makes so much sense, especially I feel like the way the world is at the moment. I think the mm. people who are sensitive are like really feeling the collective's energy and they're like, I'm stressed and I don't know why. <laughs> like, Yeah. And it is, it's that thing of like, I say, you know, pre COVID days, you could, you would walk into a room as an empath and you know, who's happy, who's sad, who's putting on a fake smile, who's having trouble in their marriage, who doesn't feel well, like all of that, you, you just pick up so much information. And, you know, it's really learning to separate that. So if you're working with clients and like I do, I do love deep subconscious work. I need a lot of time to recharge. Mm. You know, I can't do, I've got friends that are coaches that just do strategy and they can do calls back to back to back to back. Whereas mm. I'm like, no, I need kind of at least half an hour between calls because that person's emotion is going to affect me. Mm. Yeah, totally. I feel the same. Do you know what you are in human design by any chance? 
I'm a generator. Oh, so interesting. Because I was like, I'm a projector. So I'm just mm. like, it's like one client and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like one a day and I'm like happy with that. You're happy. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really interesting. I'm starting to get more into human design. I find it really fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. I think it just like allows people to feel very like seen and you just understand like why we're not all the same and how like trying to tell one person that there's like, or trying to tell everyone there's like one way of doing something is never going to work because everybody's different. We all have different roles. I'm briefly interrupting this episode to talk to you about rapid transformational therapy. We're talking a lot about subconscious reprogramming in this episode and RTT is my favorite way to reprogram your subconscious. And the reason this is important is because 95% of your behavior comes from your subconscious. So if there's an area you're struggling in your life and you're not seeing ease and flow, it's really worthwhile to dig into your subconscious to find out what's going on in there and what's blocking you from getting the success you want to create. I work with a lot of my clients around this of like why they feel like they're working so hard but they're not seeing the success they want in their business and it always comes down to some kind of a subconscious belief they absorbed early on in life that's just no longer serving them and we can show them why that's no longer them. We can reintegrate new beliefs, we can get rid of the old ones and you can experience an entirely new outcome and I love this modality so much because it works so quickly it allows you to see shifts really rapidly hence the name and most issues are resolved in one to three sessions which is incredible and this modality absolutely changed my life and it does the same for so many of my clients so I know it's going to be amazing for you as well so if you have any questions please reach out to me on Instagram I'm at kim.acrig on there or you can book in a session via the link in the show notes or through my website so let's get back into the show. 100%. And I think that's like, that's a really important thing with introverts as well. Like we, most introverts really identify as an introvert mm-hmm. because I think you spend so long in our society feeling misunderstood that when you realize there's a name for what you are and other people are like it, it's almost this, yes, like I found my tribe and you wear this badge of honor which is great. But also I say to my clients, don't put yourself in a box. Don't use it as a label, you know, accept it and, you know, be proud of it and know what it means and know how to manage your energy, but don't let it define you to the point that you go, Oh, I can't do that. I'm an introvert. Mm. Yeah. Because all of these things are great. Like you say, you know, you can know if you're introverted empath, you can know your human design, your Enneagram and, and all of that awareness is brilliant because you can design your life and business in a way that suits you but you have to be just so careful not to let it define you to the point that you don't do things yeah 100 percent. because it's like you want to use the the label to empower yourself not to limit yourself exactly that yeah and do you have any marketing tips for introverts like should they approach it in a different way than someone's more extroverted or like what do you think is the best way for them to approach it So I think it differs person to person, but generally little and often seems Mm. to be the best. The thing that introverts will quite often do is, you know, spend an hour marketing one day and then they're kind of burnt out for a couple Mm. of days. And for visibility, obviously, it's much better if they can be consistently visible. Mm. So I will say to them, even if you just do something for 10 minutes per day, I would rather you do 10 minutes per day every day Mm. than you know an hour and then you burn out and you don't show up for the rest of 
of the week and really finding their strengths. I think, you know, some people are much better at writing. Some people are much better at speaking. Like I have my podcast. I like to guest on other podcasts because speaking something that energizes me that I actually mm-hmm. really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I know for some, they would much rather, you know, they, if they write, they would much rather write blog posts and then break those into smaller social media posts and, and, you know, really repurpose the content that way. Yeah, it's kind of knowing like what are the ways of communicating that light you up the most and then just kind of like working with what works for you and not overdoing it so that you'd never feel like doing it again. Yeah, because you you will just like make yourself sick of it and then you'll be like, I can't show up for the next week. And, you know, obviously in terms of business, that isn't great. Yeah, 100%. And what do you think are the mindset shifts that you kind of see your introverted clients like need to make the most to make them like the most effective in their business? the biggest one is that it's okay to be exactly who they are Mm. and that there's power in their quietness and that they have wonderful skills that some of the extroverts don't have and really the the uniqueness that I think it's very easy for them to go well there's nothing any different about me you know there's a million people out there doing what I do no one's going to choose me I'm just quiet I'm just you know, whatever. But really owning that and going, no, you have gifts and superpowers that you can't train people to have. Mm -hmm. And there will be clients out there that you are the perfect person for them to work with. And I think it's really getting over that fear that, you know, there's nothing special or unique or different about them and really understanding that there is, and, you know, the world deserves to see it. Yeah, totally. Like they almost have to like recognize themselves for their like innate gifts and strengths and then everyone else will start to see it when they recognize it within themselves. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's so true. Amazing. And how can we start using like law of attraction in our businesses? So I think the energy is really the biggest thing behind that. Like I always say, people can go through the motions with law of attraction mm. and, you know, ticking off a list or, you know, just saying affirmations or, or journaling. It's not going to do anything without that energy behind it. You know, it's all about the right, getting them to the right vibration and the inspired action. So a little bit like we said with the content, like find your thing because you're going to feel good doing that thing and you're going to put the right energy into that. And, you know, people have built massively successful businesses from ebooks other people have built massively successful businesses just from youtube Mm -hmm. some people do it from live videos some people do it from pre-record some people do it from email marketing it's like there's not just one way but what those people have done is obviously found something that like you say lights them up they put in their best energy into it which puts their best energy out into the world which brings the best energy back to them and that's what the law of attraction is all about Yeah, totally. Like getting into that really the energy of like you doing something you enjoy is just going to bring you more success when you're like doing the thing that lights you up. Exactly that. And I think that your audience then feel it. You know, if someone's putting out content almost like, oh, I've got to do this and getting it done, that goes out into the world with a really different energy than, you know, I love this. I've just written this. Someone's going to read this today and they really need it. And I'm going to connect with someone. And, you know, it's, it's just giving out a totally different intention. Yeah, 100%. And so what if someone's like in maybe not the best mindset around something and they're maybe just struggling with like a lot of resistance or fear, like how can they move through that and shift into a better headspace? I think, you know, we all talk about gratitude and it it sounds obvious, but it is such a simple practice that again, I think people either do 
but don't really do mm. or they just think oh yeah i am grateful and and move on without dedicating it the time and the energy to really get deep with it so you know gratitude can be deep but you've got to feel the gratitude you know it's not just a to-do list like oh write down three things that i'm grateful for like some of these journals are, are brilliant because they're trying to get people into the right mindset but if it's just write down three good things that happened today again there's not always that energy behind that so i would really invite people to spend some time and get deep into the gratitude so like what are you grateful for today it could be your cup of coffee and that's fine but really like close your eyes and remember that cup of coffee and smell it and feel all the feelings and remember how warm it was and the noises that were going on around you and really re-experience it that's always a great way to get you into a good frame of mind yeah so good because it's like I think a lot of the time we're like oh I've checked it off the list like I've done it technically but you weren't really like in the feeling of it you were just kind of like check like I'm done I'm doing it and I think that's the biggest missing piece really is this is this energy of Mm. and a lot of it comes back down to being present Mm. yeah we're all future focused because we're all creating goals and if you're looking at law of attraction you're obviously future focused because you're trying Mm. to create your future Mm. but you've got to be in that future energy in the present to be able to make it work and i think that's the missing piece that that people forget sometimes yeah it's like you have to embody it now so that you can experience it in the future exactly that yeah yeah that makes so much sense and what are your favorite ways of working with the subconscious so my favorite way is actually eft mm. so for the longest time I've, I've been an nlp practitioner for about five years now so and i love nlp and i did my eft earlier this year just as a just as an add-on really just because i like to learn and you know have different tools and i didn't realize how powerful it would be Mm. i really didn't didn't appreciate and i tried it with a few clients just at the end of their sessions i said oh do you mind to try this and the feedback was just phenomenal yeah so it's something that i've really embraced now I, i i it's like I knew it worked because I've seen so much about it and I, I believed in it, but it even surprised me how much it works. Yeah, totally. And for people who don't know, can you sort of explain a little bit about what it is and how it works? Yeah, sure. So it's the emotional freedom technique and you might have heard of it referred to as tapping. And it works by using the traditional Chinese medicine acupressure points and you tap in a certain algorithm or recipe. So it's for a defined routine of tapping and you do it while saying statements out loud. So it can be statements that are in your subconscious that you want to clear, or it can be affirmations that you actually want to tap in. And it's really getting that mind body connection really getting deep into the subconscious and it's amazing the results that it can have just in one session Mm. and how long do you think like an ideal session should be like can you do like 10 minutes and it'll be fine or is like longer better or like so it really depends it's and it's really flexible which is what i love so when i do a first session with clients it will be a 45 minute to an hour session mm. because I want to have a really deep discussion with them. I want to understand, you know, the, the root cause of their issue, uh, the same as, you know, you would with RTT. So mm. really understand the root cause, really understand how they feel about it and what they want to achieve. And then I make sure to use their own language in the script mm. so that, you know, best chance of getting into their subconscious. And then 
I will do a full routine with them. I will talk them through everything. I will explain it. And what I do is I record myself saying it so that they've got the recording then afterwards. And Mm. I tell them to do it daily, at least once a day. But there are shortcuts as well. So there are just like short tapping recipes that they can do if they suddenly feel a bit anxious or, you know, they suddenly want to do an affirmation. There are certain points that they can use and you can get results in a minute or two. Wow, that's amazing. Incredible. Well, it was so great having you on today. I loved our chat. Can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Yeah, sure. So the best place to find me is probably on Instagram at Emma Lou Parks, and that's P-A-R-K-E-S. You can also find me at my podcast, The Ambitious Introvert Podcast, or on Facebook in my group, The Ambitious Introvert Network. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. So there you have it. Hopefully, if you resonate with being an introvert, this was helpful for you to help you understand that like being an introvert is a gift. It's not lesser to be an introvert. Everyone is needed. We need everyone. So I hope this gave you some ideas. And if it was valuable for you, please share it with another friend who is also maybe struggling with running their business and is an introvert. Because when we share knowledge, we all are able to grow. And that's how I learn about so many things is through episodes that people have shared with me. That's it from me this week and I hope you have an incredible week.